Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. With the new year just around the corner, a lot of people have deadlines on their new year's resolutions. And that sometimes involves working out twice as much. So, two days. Do they work? Do they not? If I am doing two days, what should they look like? Alright guys, let's get to it. If you're not growing, you're dying. If you don't learn that principle early, you're never going to get there. If you want to master your life, you want to master your craft. Please take your reason why seriously. Your biggest obstacle is overcoming ego. Because it's fucking hard. You're a part of the community. Your mindset. Express. If you got a week back, get a week bench. Yeah. It's true. It takes time. That's just fact. We must train. If this is what it takes, hold you accountable. Every day. It is infectious. 100% it's easy to be negative. That's not acceptable. Taking responsibility. I'm telling you right now. Step up. Get after it. This has been the missing key to my performance. Welcome to the Storm Podcast. All right, boys and girls, welcome to today's podcast. Uh, today, we are going to go over two-a-day trainings, the shoulds, the should-nots, and the why-nots. So, guys, have you ever done two-a-days before? Yeah. Yeah, I have as well. Yeah? <laughs> Where at? Uh, well, I think the first two-a-days were wrestling basketball and football when I was in high school yeah I did um my short-lived uh, high school football career yeah. <laughs> it was uh that's the first time I ever experienced two days and then uh while I was in the army yeah getting jacked for deployment two days <laughs> yeah well, sometimes that's the only thing you have to do it's a little different I guess. yeah it is uh, all right so some additional questions that like basically asked about your experience what did you experience during two days um, what were the benefits that you saw and what were the downfalls that you saw? There's no benefit. I don't, I mean, unless uh, here's the benefit. Actually, let me put a caveat on this. Um, do you think that the two days are more for physical preparedness or mental preparedness? Uh, mental. Yeah, sure. I would agree. A hundred percent. That's a, I mean, football specifically is like the big, the yeah. big one. They're not really doing it. For like the physical thing, they're doing it to like prep your body for hit, mm-hmm. like being hit in pads and getting accustomed to wearing the pads. It's yeah. dangerous, but that's why they they doing it for that specific reason of like being mentally prepared to be hit and having your body get accustomed to it. Yeah. Um, I've done two days before, and I happen to do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like a badass for two seconds, or I'm gonna sound like I'm just pumping my ego up. Um, so during junior, yeah, junior and senior year, I did two days and for soccer and football. So it ended up being four days, um, which is the dumbest thing you can ever do. Um, I was probably, I was definitely the heaviest I ever weighed, but I was definitely the most susceptible to injury is like my biggest thing. And they did have good protocols. So like if you're a high school football player, they do have fairly decent protocols where they'll like you weigh in at the, at the in the morning. So the morning you weigh in, and if you lose up to so many pounds, um, you have to drink a gallon of water or whatever before you leave. So like making sure that you stay hydrated, yeah, that's great. But you know, after a couple of weeks, hydration isn't going to be the main factor Correct, anymore. It's yeah. going to be all nutrition based. 
Um, and but I'm specifically our high school did really well because uh, like when we ate, we ate in the field house. The lights were off. It was cold, like not cold, but it was definitely a lot colder than it was outside. It was just out of the sun, and then you were back out there again later. Uh, so they did really well during that. But here's the other thing that I know a lot of high schools do, including ours, was we did the morning, then there was plyometrics at noon, and then there was evening. Uh, so you could technically do three a days. And plyometrics were everything from rebounding box jumps uh -huh. to you know foot speed to like you know even sprint work up the hill, like that kind of stuff. And I'm telling you what, man, that is like what effed everybody up. It was the lunges, the box jumps, the rebounding box jumps, the constant state of movement, like that kind of stuff. It wasn't the the practicing that did it. It was that and then going back and practicing in the afternoon. And it wasn't like you had any energy in the afternoon. It was just you were completely drained. You weren't out there and you're just like, fuck, don't hit me too hard. I hope these like younger guys don't like really take advantage of the fact <laughs> that we're just fucking dead tired. The only thing that you really have it um, on top of them is like size that's really it um so it is good and i do think it like mentally prepares you as far as physical preparedness goes um i was kind of talking about tom with this before is i don't see a whole lot of you know physical benefits from this i mean you can lose a shitload of weight real fast so you know if you're a lineman and you've been doing nothing for the off season and you come into two days i mean you're gonna drop weight like it's your like it's your job but besides that I mean, the only other thing I can think of, I mean, mentally, yeah, it helps for athletes, but like military wise, I mean, that would definitely be the biggest thing for you guys. I'm not saying it's probably two days. I don't know if yours ever stops. It's just like a perpetual day of fitness. It's all, it's different in the military. It's, uh, you're training for combat. Mm -hmm. Um, while you do work out a bunch, you're not, it's, it's different. I mean, technically going to the range and doing combat shooting drills, that's also working out. Yeah. Like picking up a seven pound rifle a thousand times, yeah. that is very taxing. Mm -hmm. Running with all that gear on, just simply wearing the yeah. gear. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing, like you're not, it's, it's not safe. I'll tell yeah. you that right now. Yeah. It's not safe. It's not healthy. Um, there's a reason, for instance, Anyone who is like in an airborne unit for a specific amount of time, you can almost just straight roll into the VA, and they have a category yeah. that says, hey, "30 percent, yeah. you'll get 30 percent check," yeah. just because you jumped out of a freaking plane. I mean, there's the military is different. We're not, we're, tr we train people to be okay with dying. I mean, that's what that's what what it does. So. Mm -hmm. It's almost like the military is a terrible thing to even like bring to this because it's not a two-day. It's a fucking all-day. Yeah. It's an all-day. Well, I, I say the military because there's a lot of other academies out there, regardless of whatever you're going into, that will mimic it off of the military. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, it's the same they regiment, try, yeah. but it's in the civilian world. They yeah. try. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, good. Uh, but, yeah, like, it yields, like, the same effect. Like, they, they believe that it is going to make them more physically prepared for a job that they are not actually being trained for. So, like, in the military, yeah, you have two-a-days, but you guys end up having, like, you know, you're on the range for that day. You're going over tactical drills for that day. Like, that kind of crap. And then you go through any other place, and they're just like, oh, we're going to work out twice a day to make you fitter for your job, which really you could probably do a, a numerous amount of things. Yeah that will help benefit them. I think here's a, here's a big secret about the military. Uh, and I'm speaking from the Army perspective. That's what I've been in for the last 15 years. Not as physically ready for the job 
as you would think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a bigger part of that is how the army trains. Mm -hmm. And they don't train to prepare your body for the job at hand. So when you're carrying heavy loads over long distances, um, sometimes quickly, sometimes, yeah. you know, intense bursts of speed, you're sprinting uh, from building to building or from, you know, cover to cover, um, or, you know, long distances, slow, slower pace. Um, the, the army does not train that way. They mm. train by running usually three to five miles yeah. a day, doing push-ups and doing sit-ups because that's what we're tested on on our physical fitness test. Mm. But that does not prepare you at all for the rigors of combat or even the job just day to day. Yeah. I mean, you see that in CrossFit. Like, you see, um, what the hell is his name? Invictus, strong coach. Julian Pinot. Yeah, Julian Pinot. Um, he's all about like those carries, right? Yeah, like yeah, so, yeah. I mean, you're that's what um, I mean. You see this in CrossFitters. So if you're a CrossFit athlete and you've really started seeing that like unilateral training and carries involved in that, people see a tremendous benefit to that. Like so, um, I forget who it is that like does like bulletproof shoulders, does a lot of like the waiter carries and farmers carries and all that other crap. Just because, like, your body, when it's moving under heavy weight, you hardly ever move under heavy weight, like, especially in CrossFit um, or even at, like, a regular job. Like, we are underweight, but we're not typically moving under it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we get under it, stand it up, drop the barbell. Uh, and I think, you know, last year's Open was the first time that we moved underweight was the overhead walking lunge. Yep. And that effed a lot of people up. And I mean, it wasn't, I mean, it just, it wasn't just the movement. It was everything within the movement. Oh, I'm terrible at this movement because I'm not very good at lunging because I haven't had to lunge under weight before. Um, I'm not really good at this movement because my thoracic extension is terrible. I can't lock my elbows out because my biceps are so tight, like that kind of stuff. And it just brought on a whole new world of hurt. So, you know, being able to properly assess like, okay, what am I actually training for? Um, and I, I think the big misconception with two days that it, it, they think two days is going to get me double the results twice as fast. And I think if you actually know what you're doing or don't know what you're doing, I should say this, it's probably if you do two days for twice as long for twice the amount of time, you're going to end up taking twice as long to get your results because you're going to run into so many other things, injuries, lack of nutrition, feeling weaker, weaker depression because you're always tired. Like it, it taxes your body a lot. So if you're one of those guys or girls who's like, I got my new year's resolution check. Now I'm going to make sure I get it before May because I'm getting ready to go on vacation or I'm doing my half marathon or whatever it is. A lot of people are like, Oh, two days. That's the stuff. I'm just like, that is not the stuff you could literally be doing so many, you could be doing less and getting more. And that's, and I, I thought about posting this the other day. Um, because Taylor was like, why don't we, why don't we try and find, you know, what, maybe you should get rid of social media. And she's like, I know you really like it, but maybe you should get rid of it. And I go, well, the one thing that I do through social media is like talk to the athletes. Mm -hmm. So like you can send specific messages. And one of the ones that I, I was planning on posting was, don't measure volume by day, measure it by week, measure it by month. And I think once people start realizing like what you're actually covering, so maybe, maybe you guys do or do don't do this because we use Wattify, everybody logs their results. So nobody ever kind of looks back over the week and been like, Oh, 
look at all the stuff I've covered. Yeah. So like when you're actually programming it out, you're just like, this is absolutely everything that you would need in this week. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else that you could possibly really need. Yeah. Um, and I don't think everybody kind of takes a step back and looks at the whole week, looks at the month and be like, damn, man, you know how many times we squatted this week, Yeah. this month? And then you're just like, ah, I'm going to do some extra back squats after yeah, class. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck are you going to do extra back squats after yeah. class for? Do you know what's coming on yeah, Wednesday or exactly. Friday or whatever it is? Yeah. Um, you guys just don't know. So that extra work is like, it's really not meant for you. Um, now, here's the other question. When would you ever use two days? I would say the only time you would use two days is if, there is a place for it in mm-hmm. competitive sport. Um, I, I just don't, I mean, I guess there could be some, like, ah, man, I have a hard time saying, unless you're, we have a few people in the gym who are at that competitive sport level. I have a hard time even wanting them to do two-a-days. And we did it last year, if you guys, I, yeah. mean, I know Kirk probably remembers, but we had the uh, mock regional weekend. It actually did more harm than good. Um, I don't know. Like, I guess if you're a at the individual, like younger, youngest age age range, you're gonna have to do two a days if you make it to the games. You're gonna have to get used to uh, getting ready for fucking four workouts a day. Yeah. Um, that's about it. I mean, every like normal normal people who ninety nine point nine percent of the world were normal. There's really no point. I don't. I guess occasionally, if you want to just test yourself, that's about as far as it would go, though. But you're mm-hmm. not going to be able to work out tomorrow, or maybe even the next day. Other than competitive sport, or I guess if you work in a job that requires sometimes an 18 hour shift, you might occasionally want to go into that two a day type type stuff. But other than that, I just don't know that it's really been, I don't, even then I don't know that it's like that beneficial. All right. Well, let's, let's put a, a little bit of like mental framework around what people think two days are. Um, when I say two days, what are, what are your initial thoughts? So me, yeah, uh, like, what do you I'm picture? going, you know, most people do uh, a, a morning workout and mm-hmm. then one in, in the afternoon, evening time frame. Um, they'll usually split those up into like cardio and weightlifting. Yeah. And that's kind of the traditional, yeah. Um, the way that like non-sport people, even sometimes people in sports will mm. do. Um, that's kind of my general. When I when you say two days, yeah. that's what I think the average Joe is doing. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, Tom, same question. I mean, is it the same same answer? Like weightlifting in the morning, cardio in the afternoon, that's or what, whatever it is. That is definitely what people think two days are. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a better two a day. Yeah. Like what is the better to let's do a cross go to CrossFit class in the morning and then at night we do Romwad. Mm-hmm. That's a two. <laughs> like yeah. honestly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or let's let's do CrossFit in the morning and then let's go to the uh, the isolation tank. That's a two a day. Uh-huh. That is a two a day. Like everyone's like it's not a workout though. I'm like please, if you, unless you've been in these things, that's a mental workout. Yeah, it and is. that those are just as good. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. You so, do the isolation tank, you feel it for like up to a day plus afterwards. Have I told the story about the, the uh, I think it was a Vietnam veteran who was a POW for like a year and he played golf every day in his head? Have I told that? Yeah, you did. Okay. I, I mean, you can give everybody a refresher because I, I mean, that was, that was a while ago that we did that. Yeah. So 
this is how like mental things like men, mental like your second workout can be like a mental workout so there was a story and i still i need to go back and find out who it was um but my dad actually knew him and he told this story at wright patterson air force base not in the mid 90s he was a prisoner of war in vietnam and he was put in like the, they had these little tiny box cages that they would like leave these guys in for 48 I mean, 96 hours, I mean, just these long periods of time where they're literally, their head is between their knees and their feet are like tippy-toed and the whole deal. Well, this guy, instead of letting it defeat him, he he played upwards of like 36 rounds of golf a day in his head because he was a big, he was was an avid golfer. So he knew the courses that he played routinely and he would just literally imagine every single thing to the smallest detail of like the wind is blowing today. Um, I'm going to use my chair. I'm in the rough. I'm not in the green. Not every shot's perfect. I've got to figure out how to get out of these tough spots. So, you know, after he got released, he did this for a very long time. I mean, I want to say it was like nine or nine months or a year after he got released and he was in the hospital for a little bit. As soon as he got healthy, he went and played a round of golf and shot the best score he had ever shot in his entire life. <laughs> that is fucking bananas. Yeah. Like that is like, that is how strong the mind is though. Yeah. And, it's weird how the mind works and we know this from like studying. So we've talked about this before is, you know, if I'm studying, it's, you know, 20 minute increments and then having rest in between, you're going to attain, attain the most amount of knowledge in that amount of time. Give yourself a rest, go do something else. You just kind of focus on something else. Um, one of our best friends went through, um, is going through a doctorate program and, that's how that's one of the whole classes they teach throughout the year is like how to study better Uh how to like feel better and how to have a life during class right so she's like super artistic and i i swear i people who take these classes you think they're on like drugs you're like you don't sleep you get so much done you find time to do your own stuff like i have no idea how you do this it's because you learn to be more efficient with your time Uh Um, so she ends up, she'll study for a certain amount of time, then she'll stop and she'll go color. She'll stop and then she'll go do paint. Like it's just, just this constant. So like you see it on Instagram, you're like studying up at 4am, going to clinics, coming back, look at this new art project I've just finished. You're just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, there's no way you sleep. There's not a chance. Um, and you, I mean, for those of us on the day to day process, you'll know this. I mean, for example, last night I was standing up. Or staying up late, like hammering my head against how to mess with our website, and I woke up this morning like, oh, that's how I should do it. Like you just work so long on that, and I was up pretty late. Go to bed, wake up, and then all of a sudden I'm just like walking around making breakfast, and I'm just like, that's how I fix it. That's how it's done. And like it'll come to you in those times where you're where you're just not focusing on it. So grinding it out for a long time. There's certain tasks like. Okay, yeah, like if it, it's just a physical task and has to get done, that's fine. But a lot of times it's like these mental things. So training specifically, when I say training, there's a difference between just working out twice a day and then training twice a day. You have like an actual purpose, not just a goal, but like you have a purpose, you have a deadline, you're working towards something. And a lot of people just forget like there is a way to train optimally. And we've done that podcast. Um, so going through here, we talked about twice a day, right? So the common misconception of you know weightlifting in the morning, conditioning in the afternoon, vice versa, versus training high intense for a short duration of time, not giving yourself 
two hours in the gym, giving yourself an hour and 15 minutes or whatever, and then going home and doing Rob Watt and stuff in the afternoon. You would see way more benefit from that. Now, that being said, we started to the recovery, the Rob Watt, all that stuff is if I ask any one of our athletes, any one of our coaches to give me everything you have in this workout, I want you to give me everything. I want 100% from you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Every single one of our coaches and athletes are going to be able to put all the stops out. Give me everything they have. They'll be lying on the ground. Ugh, it's the hardest I've ever gone in a workout. Awesome. Now you're going to have to go home and recover the best that you've ever recovered before. Yeah. And nobody knows what that looks like. And we've talked about that in podcasts before, but everybody just forgets about that. So they always think about adding volume to their routine. Uh And then they forget that volume has another 50%. There's, there's more under that iceberg than just the training that goes on. There's the sleep, the eating and the recovery throughout the rest of the day. And everybody forgets about that. And that's the longest amount of time, to be honest. I mean, think about it. If your recovery is eating and sleeping, not even adding in rom wadding or anything else like that. You're in the gym for an hour. You come home. How long does it take you to cook breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, sleep? Way more time. Yeah. So when you guys do this, just think about like your routine. Okay, like this is my routine, but realistically, what is it actually going to take? And if you're not, if you're not really sure, definitely ask a coach. I mean, there's a so I you know the people in our gym can can start looking at the competitors a little different. So the entire year up until three weeks ago, they go from five to seven AM every morning. Three weeks ago, they go from five to six. That's ten weeks out from the open. Do you like so if you like if you're gonna train intensely and as hard as you can in certain domains, the time frame is going to be different. Cause there I mean I we had to change before they even started this. I, you know, I changed them. They're getting embodies every two weeks um, because they're only working out for one hour. But it's very likely that their body composition is going to change because of the intensity level. So it's going to change more drastically during the one yeah. hour that they were there yeah, versus the two. It's going to change like negatively. Mm-hmm. So it, they have the potential to like lose too many like fat pounds, mm-hmm. you know, cause for the open, it's all engine. It's all engine. And if you don't have a little extra body fat on you to go into that 20 minute time domain, you're going to fail. And, you know, Mitch specifically, mm-hmm. like he, you know, he's lost a ton. Like he's gotten, he's gotten bigger. Mm-hmm. He's got, he's lost like his body fat percentage went way down. Like da- like to me, not dangerously low, but like for the sport, yeah. not good. Um, so he like, we bumped up, we bumped up his fat grams to get his body fat percentage up. Um, Cause if he continued to train at this level, he was going to get down to like four, mm-hmm. 3%. Yeah. Not good. Not for the open. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we all know that like, bodybuilders look awesome, but yeah. if you'd have them do 21 thrusters for time, it's going to take an hour. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way yeah. it is. So like the intensity is really like the intensity and volume. It's a, it's a hard thing to weigh. But if you have a New Year's resolution and you think two a days is the vol in the volume is the way to go, it's the absolute wrong way to yeah, go. Yeah. The, it's the intensity. So if you go to class and there's only a five minute workout or seven minute workout, if you go 110 percent on that and you're just lying on the floor, that is going to be so more like so much more beneficial than a, a second workout that day. Because I, here's the deal. If you come in in a 5 a.m. class and you're, you know, like later you're going to do some cardio and yeah, it's a, it's an out for you in that seven mm-hmm. minute workout. You're not going to go as hard 
and you just it, it, that's just how it works. We've all been there. We know what we're talking about. You guys know what I'm talking about. You're much better off in that hour going as hard as you possibly can in everything, stretching. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stretch the shit out of this hamstring. Like, I'm going to get it. Then you're going to, like, is this weightlifting session? I got 10 minutes. I'm going to freaking go as heavy as I possibly can. That seven-minute workout, I'm going to freaking go hard. I, I'm going to not even want to move with 30 seconds left, but I'm going to make myself. That's like, that is the goal. That is the goal. Not two-a-days. Not two-a-days. Stop looking at two-a-days as this magical pill. There is no magical pill. Honestly, instead of two-a-days, you should say, I'm going to make it to the gym four times, four times a week this month. Next month, I'm jumping to five. Month, and then that's where we're going to stay, five times a week. And then within that, I mean, once you guys start tapping out the number of days, and then you want to go to the nth degree, and you want to go up again, then you go back and you measure the intensity on every single one of those days. I mean, I don't, I, I've listened to a few people this week kind of talk about, they're like, I am wrecked. And we haven't had a Metcon that's longer than eight, 10 minutes. That's it. Because I, I hate those Metcons because you can't slack. Like, like yeah. Tom was saying, I mean, you get a 15 minute Metcon in there, you know, like, yeah. I got time. These yeah. guys aren't going to go as hard. Like there's just more margin for for slacking. Mm-hmm. I call it hiding. And, yeah, you can hide. In oh, that. you can hide in that. I mean, especially if there's like long runs in yeah, there. Oh, that's the best. Oh, just go out there. Go and- ahead and throw me in a 400 meter run, <laughs> yeah, Kurt. Yeah. So you you'll forget how long it is before I come back. Yeah. And so like the other day we ran. And I'm like, we're gonna make this a 200 meter run. Yep. Just because it keeps the intensity just yep. high enough that I know that you can't slack your ass off. And then like giving yourself like okay this is the time that i should be completing in and like us as coaches will tell you like hey this is your estimated time domain for finishing this workout so let it be known i know you can move this fast with that weight um and that's why again we've had a podcast about this it's great having a coach um everybody that comes into the gym comes into the gym because they don't want to do that shit at home so yeah using your coaches just can, can I, oh, go ahead. a couple things I just want to hit on real quick. You guys covered a lot of really good topics. Um, one is if you have a goat, right? So a goat being an issue that uh, something something you're not very good at. Um, let's just say it's pull-ups. Mm. Right? Oh, I suck at pull-ups. So what I'm going to do is increase my volume. I'm going to do pull-ups every day after class, right? Uh, this will be my two-a-day, mm. like mini version. Okay. Right? So I'm going to do the workout, and then after every day after class, I'm going to do max pull-ups. What you will see is that you will get worse at pull-ups, not better. I see this all the time in the Army. Somebody fails push-ups or something. And then they'll text me a week later, and they're like, hey, I'm trying to get ready for the next PT test. Um, I know it, you know, and I'm getting worse at at Mm push-ups. I'm doing them every day. I'm like, well, well, yeah. Um, What you're doing is increasing the volume and, you know, sometimes the intensity, but you're not recovering like what you guys hit on, Mm -hmm. right? And so you don't get better when you're working out. You get better when you recover properly. And like what Tom talked about with Mitch's body fat percentage – um, I went down when I was at Fort Bragg last and talked to the Thor three people, which is like tactical human optimization. And then the R is like rapid. Dear God, they need a new acronym. Oh, dude, the army loves acronyms. It's like, that's just like, that's uh, just like when shield came out, they were like, hi, we're the strategic homeland <laughs> intelligence agency of yeah. line of defense. Yeah. You guys need a new name. Yeah. Well, regardless of whatever the acronym is, <laughs> I talked to the nutritionist there. Yeah. And she said, you know, the most elite special operators in the world carry a body fat percentage of between 10 and 14%. Mm-hmm. Um, and 14% is not like, you're not shredded at 14%. Yeah, most people not. are not. 
Um, but you look good. Like, you can tell the person's athletic. Mm-hmm. But I think people have this uh, this mental image of these guys with like these like three hundred or something like yeah. that. Um, and that's not what true performers look like. So you have to ask yourself, you know, are you looking for aesthetics? And you can have aesthetics and still perform. Obviously, if you look at the CrossFit Games, a mm-hmm. lot of those people have that. But um, there's a lot of recovery that those those guys are not. There's less for, margin for error are there. putting on Instagram. They're putting the cool shit on Instagram. They're not putting, hey, I slept ten hours, mm-hmm. or hey, I, I you know I ate this this amount of food. I mean, you listen to those guys. If you if you're listening to a, a CrossFit athlete, that's that's all they do. They'll wake up at 9, 10 a.m., then they'll work out. Like, yeah. it's not the same. If you are if you have a full-time job, it is not the same for you. Things change drastically. I mean, just the time that you have available, your training will automatically differ based on the time available. Oh, 100%. And then uh, how they figure out their volume, is you, you touched mm-hmm. on that. What's my volume for the month? So I went to a course with uh, Pavel Satsuin. Um, you know, the kettlebell guru in the United States. And they talked about planning mm-hmm. and, and preparation. The whole course was on this. And it was like a math course. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Uh, they reverse engineer everything to the rep, right, for volume. So they figure out what they want for that month, total volume based on the goal. Then they go week, day, set, rep. Um, and that's what the most elite athletes in the world are doing, mm-hmm. right? They're not just playing it by you know feeling. They're not just guessing. Like they know exactly based on their end goal what they're training for, which a lot of people don't have a goal or they're not training for something. They're just going in there and adding volume, mm-hmm. which can be dangerous. The last thing I want to hit on, uh, you guys talked about two days sports. If you are a coach um, of high school athletics or your kid is playing high school athletics. Uh, most injuries are non-contact injuries, meaning no one slammed into them and it was traumatic you know, damage to a specific area, blew out their knee or something like that. That means, <clears throat> excuse me, that means when they go to cut, right, their ACL is tearing or their hamstrings ripping. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a book called Slowly Getting Up, which is about this guy who was undrafted in the NFL. A lot of his injuries, non-contact related, right? Tore his hamstring, but tweak his groin, all these things, and that's what kept him off the field. And he'd have to play through it because, guess what? He wasn't a big money guy, so he needed to perform. Um, that being said, you're, these kids especially, their joints and their tendons are not used. That's why that's a big reason why they do two-a-days too. Because if you're playing soccer, if you're playing football, if you're playing basketball, you're cutting and moving in weird ways the body does not do in everyday life. So they need to prepare those joints, prepare those tendons. And the best people in the world at doing that are gymnasts. So if you look at what they're doing when they're not doing gymnastics, um, they are getting those joints and those tendons ready. And most people do not have that strength in those areas to prevent injuries. So that's something you can do while you're sitting around in the evening. That would be considered you know, part of a two-a-day that mm-hmm. is going to re- really, really reap the benefits um, nutrition you talked about high school kids have the worst nutrition probably in the world i know i did yeah I'd eat, for sure like i didn't know how to cook and my mom if my mom wasn't home i'd be like dude i'm just gonna eat 12 pieces of toast you know i'll dude, eat there's six nothing, bowls of cereal there's I'll nothing eat. better than toast i'm not gonna lie <laughs> you know but like that wasn't preparing me to do the sports and, and things that i was trying to do so really pay attention to what your kids are eating how much they're sleeping especially now that they have screen time 
that they can do from their bed, you know, if they have a phone or whatever, like shut that shit down. It's going to kill them. Dude, there's so much that goes into this. Um, one last thing I do want to touch on nutrition because like going into the new year, a lot of people are really focusing on this is when you are eating right based on your training and everything else, you will feel better, but this is, I actually had this conversation, so it's kind of hard for me to put into words what I'm trying to say is it's not going to, it's not going to always taste good. You're not going to be like, Oh, I'm so happy. I'm eating healthy right now. Your body's not going to be like, Oh, thank you so much for doing this. Like it's, everybody gets to that point where like, I thought it would be different. Like you just, you get there and you're like, yeah, this is not how I thought I was going to get there. I, it's, it's, I don't know. I might actually disagree with you really? a little bit on the, in the, over the long haul. Okay. All right. So not in the short term. Oh you're, yeah. You're okay. Not gonna yeah. Enjoy it. But I think you get 90 days in, you start to definitely feel better. Um, and you'll start to crave veggies and fruits versus craving like the sugary bullshit. No. I, okay. With that, I'm 100% certain. I, I will go through this portion of time where like if the business is super busy and I'm slacking on working out, everything will kind of go down. And then once I ramp, ramp back up, I'll know if I've been there for about two or three weeks, my craving for water will go through the roof. Like there's nothing better than an ice cold glass of water. Um, you just get those certain cravings and then obviously with those cravings come like carb cravings and you just start to value good food. Now this is what I'm talking about is most people aren't in it long enough mm. to then, yeah, like we true. talked about last time is like high quality things. Yeah. So enjoying the quality of this, that, or that it's just, you're eating for volume sake, just like training for volume sake. So therefore you skimp on the quality of the yeah. stuff. So therefore you go to like, okay, well, I'm not going to take the time to steam this or cook this broccoli the way it tastes better. So therefore I don't have the incentive to eat it. Now it's Got just plain. It. Yeah, so I then you that. fall off. So that's a big thing. Like you guys got to, you got to go like once you start eating like that and it gets boring, you got to keep pushing. Like that's just one of those things. Like you got to get a new recipe. You got to find a more efficient way to make it taste better. You got to switch it up. There's so many different things that go into that. Um, Oh shit, guys, that was a lot on two days. <laughs> Anything for, um, I mean, I think that was a lot. It was, that wasn't Tom's face right now. <laughs> He's like, I think we killed it. I think it, it, I think it was, it's done. Um, any, any remarks? I've heard the two-a-day thing from quite a few people in our gym specifically, and I, I just happen to know, you know, I've heard my family members say it. I've heard other people tell me that they've heard it. Don't make that your goal. It's not a winning goal. It's not going to produce long-term results. Simply change the goal right now. You don't have to wait until next year. You don't have to wait until Monday or fucking five Mondays from now. It doesn't have to be on a perfect, even day. Change your goal to simply start, start low. Your goal is to make everything doable. So if you if you start off two a days, that's not doable for your life. We all know that. Okay, so it's not going to get you the quick results. So start off saying, I'm going to work out three times this week. Do that for a month. Set your goal at the end of that month is once I've accomplished that goal at the end of this month, I'm going to go four. At the end of the month, I'm going to go five. And then once you're at five, that's sustainable, yeah. and that is what I honest, That's what I recommend for almost everyone. Is five. If you can work out five days a week, there's no way in hell 
you're not going to be the healthiest you you've ever been, mm-hmm. no matter how old you are. And I'm not t- I'm not talking about CrossFit even. You fucking jazzercise five times a week. You're going to be a jazzercising fool. I mean, you just will. You're going to lose weight. You're going to do all that stuff. So. I tell you what, I know a mother-in-law that jazzercises quite often, <laughs> and uh, she's pretty strong. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Don't hold yourself to these unattainable standards. Yeah. That's the big one, because you will fall off that boat, and when you do, it's going to be demoralizing. And we already know how that stuff goes. As soon as you become demoralized and depressed, you just go right back to old bad habits. So start and develop a new habit of just working out three times a week, just three times a week. It doesn't even have to be for an hour, just 20 minutes. Go do something for 20 minutes. Pick up a dumbbell. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Any, any, anything, anything. Yeah. Any, if that's even too much, if that's too much, say I'm going to eat, you know, 80% of my meals this week are going to be healthy. Or the just other, home cooked. Yeah. The other 20% are going to be not healthy. They're going to be McDonald's. And then next month, make it 90, 10. And if you can make it to 90, 10, you're going to be healthier than you've ever been yeah, in your life. Because yeah. I'm tell, I'm for one, I don't advocate never eating McDonald's. I like their double cheeseburger. I think it's fucking delicious. Um, now I don't eat it every day or every week even, or even really that often. But if I'm in the mood and I say, oh, I'm going to go have that, I don't feel guilty and neither should you. Yeah, That's the big one. And don't think that these New Year's resolutions, man, we got into nutrition and we probably shouldn't right now, but... <laughs> You're going to eat another piece of pizza, you asshole. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Please stop. Yeah. Please stop. And I'm that's and you guys should know me by now, especially if this is like you're you've listened to all the podcasts. That's about as loving as I can be. I promise you you're gonna eat pizza again. Yeah. And I know, I can also promise you that's not going to keep you from getting a six pack. Yeah. Okay, I eat pizza once a week. And yeah. you think I'm kidding. I'm not black box dominoes all day long on Saturday. <laughs> Okay. Unless you're moving to Siberia, yeah. pizza is part of listen the life. Yeah. It's part of culture. It's one of the it's one of the major food groups. Yeah. There's <laughs> some, there's a way to do it. Okay. You just have to eight. It's the eighty twenty rule. I yep. you know if eighty percent of the things you do are right and good, and the twenty percent are shit, as long as they don't involve murder, you're good to go. <laughs> you're good to hook. You just are. You're you're good to go. So use that. Don't you're not perfect. None of us are. Don't hold yourself to that standard. You know, and then find like a friend too. you know, if that's your kids or, you know, whatever, you know, find someone you can talk to about it. Because the thing about nutrition, that's the big, that's the one everyone should be focusing on right now. You know, it's difficult. It's really hard. And, you know, I've, we've had people listen to our first, the first three podcasts of this. Those are by far, I mean, they've been out the longest, but they're the most popular by far. And even then people come to us and are like, I I just don't understand. And I get it. I do. I trust me. Tyler and I just had this talk yesterday. I understand that it is extremely difficult, especially for older people, because you guys didn't grow up with that. It just wasn't a part of the deal. I mean, you cooked with lard. Your parents cooked with lard, legit, like just straight up. You know, I get it. So, you know, at that point, go hire someone. Hire someone you trust. Hire something not that – don't hire someone that works at a supplement store. Don't do that. Yeah, I mean – that could be your. You want to do two a days? All right, learn how to fucking cook a meal. That's your second two. You know, that's your second two and, a day. Yeah, and look at the. There's so many badass tools out there. Like I uh, just, we just got an Instapot from my uh, my sister in law. That fucking thing is awesome. Yeah. And you want to talk about literally hands off? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Like that. Uh, literally, we made buffalo wings last night in that thing, and they were freaking awesome. And it took a total of twenty minutes. 
get out of here. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. And that's an Instapot. And then I know uh, Josh just told me he got like an air fryer. I've been hearing a lot about these. Like, Ooh, basically, about it's that. like yeah. the evolution of the crock pot. Yeah. These, they're just getting better and better and better. And, and better. like they use they they recirculate air to like fry things, like give it. I don't think it's actually frying. Yeah, yeah. But it's like a healthy fry. Okay. I'm not sure. I mean, I could be like giving advice. It's the worst thing ever. <laughs> but it sounds amazing. Like you, you can make uh, homemade like sweet potato fries in this air fryer, and there's no grease. Well, that's badass. And it's like if that is true. <laughs> I'm going to buy one. Yeah, I, I tried to find one at Walmart, but they didn't. I wonder have. if it just dries the air and takes I, out all the moisture because that would end up making it almost. I, I'm not gonna pretend I'm, to understand. I'm, how I'm going to <laughs> literally. I'll probably end up getting one, and I'm going to leave the Instapot and the air fryer on my counter forever. Just I'll probably use them all the time. Yeah, I will use, and it's so easy. That Instapot, it has a timer. You can literally put everything in it in the morning. You set the timer for when you get off at 4, you set it for 4.30. And when you get home, you're putting your coat away and you're taking your shoes off. It, you hear it go, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you're going to have roast in 20 minutes. Are you fucking kidding me? Sound like the Jetsons. It does sound. It's weird. You like tighten it down and it goes, doo, doo, doo. I'm like, whoa, this is gangster. I'm telling you, this stuff is so easy to do nowadays. There really is no excuse. And that's not even cooking. That's yeah. not. That's yeah. literally. You literally follow these that's little. That's cheating. It is cheating, and I cheat the shit out yeah, of it. Yeah. I'm, I, I mean, I. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Yeah. Not with steroids. We're, we'll get to that <laughs> next. But you know, these Instapots. I don't even know how much it costs. I can't. Whatever it costs, I don't care. Go buy it. Like, sell your microwave, and go get an Instapot if mm. it's that much. You know, I doubt it. I really do. I doubt yeah. it. You know, folk. This, there's so many things out there that make this shit so easy. It's it's not hard. All right. Well, talking about uh, nutrition real quick, guys. Um, so I'm able to pull up uh, weekly statistics on our podcast. Let me name all of the podcasts, not all of them, all of the ones that are the nutrition podcasts that have been listened to in this past week. Uh, the nutrition seminar on carbohydrates, macronutrient proteins, macronutrient fats. Um, Those are still getting busy. macronutrients is the number one. That was the first one, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. That was, I think that was the first one. And then I thought the nutrition one was on there. My eyes are blurring. <laughs> no, that was it. That's basically all of them. That's all of them except for one. So those are good podcast. I mean, yeah, they are. we should let's we put should. it this way. If you guys go back and listen to that podcast, it is not going to sound anything like what they sound <laughs> like currently. There will be no intro. There's no ending. It was yeah. just like. They're reading off of all of our statistics going through on a whiteboard. Oh, those were the days. But when it comes to like straight, legit information, it doesn't get any better. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's everything that you're going to need for sure. You, it's, we should have charged for those. We literally should have charged for those, but <laughs> I'm a fucking softy and I don't like doing that shit. So I just put, I gave you everything I possibly could give you on, on macros. All right, guys. So bringing us to the end of the podcast here, top five listening cities. Number one, Canal Winchester, Ohio. Number two, Yellville, Arkansas. Fairly decent amount of listens there. Three, Columbus, Ohio. Four, Mountain Home, Arkansas. So they've got like a solid 25 listeners out there. Um, number five, Lancaster, Ohio. Huh. Lancaster hasn't been on there in a long time. Huh. Interesting. If you're in Canal, we know who you are. Go stop, stop wasting your time. Okay? Stop wasting you your know, time. You know where you want to be. 
Come on, let's go. <laughs> I want a yo, what's up from Yoville t-shirt. So if you're <laughs> if you're Can in Yoville, let's make those. <laughs> let's make those. <laughs> and then we'll like we'll airdrop them in <laughs> Yoville and just like make it rain with yo, what's up from Yoville. <laughs> Storm Podcast. Storm Podcast. All right, guys, that brings us to the end of today's episode. If you guys do have any questions, always, like I said, feel free to reach out. Check the uh, show notes below. Without further ado, that's it. 